0: Did you know that one of the least entitled things you could do would be to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the days by the Diala. Entitled mother and son want more money after receiving $12,000 free of charge. I'll begin by saying that I, 24 year old male, come from a very well known West African country and I come from one of the three major ethnic groups in my country. My country has a lot of oil. And my father, 64-year-old male, is an engineer and worked for a very big oil company here before he retired a few years ago. He's the second of three children. Due to his job, salary, and position within the company, he became the entire family's breadwinner. His elder brother had seven children with his wife, and his younger brother had two children with his late wife, and my father trained each and every one of them. He sent them all to school through their nursery to primary and secondary schools, and when they all graduated from high school, he gave each of them the option of either going to a higher institution or helping them start up a business of their own. Every Christmas, we'd travel to the village and he'd buy multiple 50 kilogram bags of rice, bags of beans, tons of groceries, especially dried fishes and so much more, and he'd distribute this to my entire family, aunts, uncles, etc. He catered for siblings, cousins, old friends in the village as well as their respective families so much and it sometimes offended my mother because while he took excellent care of us and she was never against him helping his siblings out, she felt he was making them overly dependent on him. He opened a thriving business for his older brother's wife and stocked up her business with all the necessary wares, and he did the same for his younger brother, and yet whenever they had a problem, they choose to call him instead of solving even the most basic problems by themselves. This is all preamble to show you that he really cared for his family. There's a few cases of prime entitlement I'd like to point out. Case 1. This involves my father's elder brother wife we'd call Rita, and our eldest son we'll call Chris. Rita's a woman in her 50s and Chris is in the mid-30s. When Chris was born, his mother despised him because given our tradition and culture, she felt like his pregnancy forced her into a marriage she did not want. So she took out her frustration on him. When he was 11, my mother was newlywed and on one of her trips accompanying my dad to the village. She saw how Rita physically hurt her own son, which is pretty common here under the guise of discipline, and out of fear of his safety, my parents asked his father to let him take Chris with them back to the city, so they could in a sense foster him as their own to remove him from that environment. I was barely a year old at this point, Chris lived with us for roughly 18 years. He got a good education, and when it was time to go to the university, he had a lot of problems gaining an admission. In my country, all the universities both state and federal are under an organization and everyone takes a national annual exam based on your intended course of study, and those who do the best are admitted into their institution of choice. He'd taken this exam for about six years, and each time he'd fallen short and hadn't received an admission, so my dad gave him the option to continue trying or to put it on hold and learn a good trade for about a year. And after that, he'd open a business for him, and maybe he could try getting into the university later on, if he still wanted. He chose the latter option, and he was sent off to another city to stay with a family friend, who taught him all he needed to know about the given business for free, and after a year, he returned back home. My father gave him what is the equivalent to $12,000 to begin a business. Over here, $12,000 is a very, very big chunk of money, especially with the low cost of living here compared to our Western counterparts, and also especially how lax our tax laws are here. My dad offered him a check for that amount and he refused it saying how small the money was. My dad had already found a really good space for him to run his business and had paid and rented it out for two years for him as well as paying his water and electric bills. The $12,000 was an initial capital for him to stock up on his wares, without having to worry about rent or any critical expenses for two years at least. All he had to do was simply make sales and bring in profit so that after two years, he could afford to take on the expenses on his own because he probably would have saved quite a bit of money in that time. And even if he did have difficulties, knowing my dad, he would have jumped in to help. However, Chris rejected the money, saying how small it was and he was expecting at least 17000 that although the space my dad had rented for him was in a prime location, that it was too small for him, and that he'd found a much bigger space a few blocks away, and he expected my dad to pay for that as well. He said he had big ideas and didn't want my dad to repress his ideas, so he needed the appropriate support. My mother just about lost her head hearing this and chastised him about how ungrateful he was being. She asked him how many people were willing to do the things my dad had done for him. She asked him why he couldn't use this fund as an initial capital and begin his business and strive to make it successful so that he could afford to move into that bigger space after the two years lease was up. He got upset and called his mother with whom relations had improved significantly over the years and she tore my dad a new one. She screamed in our native language about how after the stress he must have been under by not getting into the university. The least you can do is make sure this dream of his is nurtured fully. Why are you being stingy? You have the money, so just do as he asks in the way that he asks. If you died today, would they bury you with your money? You're not setting a good example as his uncle. God forbid. My father did not respond and promptly ended the call. Later on, his dad, my father's brother, called him and I don't know what was said, but after that, he came and picked up the check where he'd previously dropped it and muttered a half-butt thank you before leaving. My dad also received a call from his brother apologizing for his behavior. Fast forward 2 years and this was now 2016. I was 18 or 19 and my immediate younger sister, 12 year old female, was now in secondary school and my other siblings were also in primary school. So the financial burden on my dad was quite a lot during this time. So he called Chris and had a talk with him. This was sometime in October and my dad said that since Chris's business was going well that perhaps it was time for him to move out from our home, maybe by the new year, so that the financial constraints could be alleviated a bit. Now mind you, Chris had lived with us for 18 years since I was barely a year old and he was 11 or 12 years old and I was now 18 or 19 years old so he was about 29 or 30 by now. He never paid rent for one day or paid for utilities. My dad always did. He never bought his own food or groceries either. My dad did that too for almost two decades that he lived with us. When my dad asked him to move out, he said nothing and, like before, called his mother. I have no idea what was said, but she called my dad in a fury that evening, screaming her head off about how my dad has never really cared about her son's success and brought up the $12,000 incident from a few years earlier. She said something along the lines of, you want him to leave your house while your wife's sister is still living with you. This is how little you care about your brother and his family my son doesn't need you or your charity my god will help him to survive with or without you and so on the wife's sister she referred to was a young niece of my mom's who'd lost their parents to militant actions in one of our cities and she was barely 15 at that time after that call he packed his things and was gone in a few weeks this was 2016 and i haven't seen or heard from him since then They view my dad as a bad person for not giving him the amount of money he wanted and for asking him, a 30 year old man with a thriving business, to move out. This is nothing in the grand scheme of things, there's more cases of entitlement in my family and if you want to hear about them, I'll probably make a follow up post if this does well. See, I just don't understand where these people are even coming from. This is like a grade A example of don't bite the hand that feeds you. OP's father's going around throwing thousands and thousands of dollars towards their family, and the one time they don't give slightly more thousands of dollars. This one relative's going on about how they never cared, how it's all biased. For two decades, they gave Chris a home, helped them get a successful business, but yet they don't care. Man, you can't feel bad for these people at all. Do you think that OP's father should never give a cent to anybody that gives them grief after this point? Or do you think that blood is thicker than water and they should just try to hash it out somehow? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Um No 8. I'm pregnant, but who cares? Not my entitled father. After telling me for years that I failed and I'm an incomplete as a woman for not having a child, I got pregnant at 32 when I was ready and I'm expecting a baby girl. So my dad has a visa that's going to expire, and I need to book him a ticket to bring him here to see me. I tried postponing him for a few months because, mind you, I'm pregnant and having some difficulties, and I moved houses, which was so exhausting for me and my husband. So later he says, I booked a ticket and you'll find me at your door in February no dates nothing surprise then the ticket got cancelled so who had to deal with the company for three hours to get a refund me then the nagging starts book me a ticket blah 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 all while not appreciating anything i do and shouting at me for his cancelled ticket and for being busy i work and for not answering immediately and booking a ticket right here right now Plus, guilt tripping me and telling me how his children are bad and don't care about their dad. He also says he hasn't been traveling for two years, like all of us. I'm worried he'll bring COVID with him because my immunity is now weak and I can't move too much because of the pregnancy and he's already saying he wants to smoke at my place and go out by himself and visit friends and we can't deal with this, it's stressing me out. It's annoying my husband who's disregarded, he doesn't seem to grasp that I'm different now and that I have a baby and my health as priorities. All heck will break loose if I say don't come. Although OP saying all heck will break loose if they say don't come, sometimes it's easier to rip off that band-aid and deal with the immediate pain, rather than trying to slowly peel it off and get tortured in the process. In this case, you're basically terrified of them being there. There's really no other good option other than to just say no. If they go nuclear and blow up the whole relationship, that's I guess what it is. And our final story of the day is by Eagle 16, a series of stuck up adults thinking they know the best for the children. The story starts at my birth where I had to be born early and via c-section due to problems. My mom did not take kindly to this as she's a Jehovah's Witness and is not allowed to take a blood transfusion. This meant that she was not only endangering her own life, but also her firstborn child's life. Luckily, my amazing dad stepped in and managed to get her to go through with the C section. Fast forward a couple of years, and my sister's been born. My mom's now clearly showing that she does not care as much for me as she does for my little sister, but that's fine, I had my dad after all. A couple of years later, my brother gets born, and my mom's care for me goes down the drain. My parents split, and I go to live with my dad while my siblings go in between my parents. A couple of years later I have to at least go up and visit my mom even if I don't want to stay with her. So every other weekend my grandparents drive me up to her place which is 2 hours away just for me to say to my mom or someone there that I hate my mom and we drive back. This continues for around a year and a half until my mom's had enough of me not living with her. She gets the court to send police over to my house and forcibly take me to my mom. I of course don't want to go and do everything in my power to stay, but it ends with my dad having to carry me out. We arrive at a separate place than my mom's house where we're supposed to spend a week living together and deepening our bond. Which, surprise surprise, went to crap, since at the end of the week when we were going to leave, I realized what hack hole they were taking me to, so I started freaking out and hitting every person while demanding a phone call with my dad, which they wanted to deny but eventually gave in. We got to my mom's place and things looked to be calming down. I lived together with her, my two siblings, and her new horrible husband. For one and a half years. And here's some of the more memorable stuff. I'd have been subjugated to multiple acts of harm and negligence by my mom and her new husband. I was denied several times from talking to my dad. The National Board of Health and Welfare, which were the ones who were supposed to help me and my siblings find where we wanted to live and make that a reality, always denied me my will to live with my dad. Unfortunately, I didn't realize how bad my situation actually was because I was only 11 back then. This did not really help my mom become a saint in my eyes, and my image of her turned pitch black. After that horrible time, my mom said in court that my dad could have me if she could have my siblings, which he took seeing that offer as a small win. I was finally able to live with my dad. My siblings were still living with my mom, though luckily she cared about them more at that point so they didn't have to suffer the same abuse for now. A couple of years later, my siblings were supposed to return home to my mom with a transit flight. But on the stop, my sister broke down mentally realizing that she had to go back as she also started realizing how bad our mom is. The personnel luckily talked with my dad and got them back onto a plane that flew them to us and they lived with us for a while. Unfortunately the story doesn't end there as our mom was furious about this. She and my dad agreed that if my brother went with my mom, my sister could stay with us. So she flew down to pick up my brother and my brother, also knowing her horrors, refused her. She started actually dragging him through security and that's when they stepped in. Me, my dad and my sister went to the airport to call my brother. I exchanged a few hateful words with my mom and my brother reluctantly went with her. Over a year later, my brother managed to come home to us after my mother traded him in exchange for not having to pay $4,000 in late childcare payments. I still wonder if she just saw us as things that she needed more than our dad out of spite. I'll probably never know, but at least we got our mostly happy ending. This is definitely one of those situations where, even though both parents might be in a situation where they can tolerate raising the kids on their own, a lot of times the court might be just biased against fathers. And it especially breaks my heart when they don't value what the kids want enough. Like clearly OP saying throughout the whole process they want to stay with their dad. If their dad has a situation that's stable, financially and living situation wise, why did the system fail OP so much? It's just disappointing to hear. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.